taxpayers have no idea what they're getting for their money, what those individuals are advocating for. And oftentimes, unfortunately, since there's no transparency or accountability, uh, those individuals that are taxpayer-funded lobbyists are actually working against the best interest of taxpayers. Hello, everyone. I'm Brandon Lewis, founder of the Tennessee Conservative, Tennessee's largest conservative news alternative. Today, we are joined by Tori Venable. She is the director of Americans for Prosperity. Uh, and since founding our publication, I've watched Tori and her organization fight some things that very few people in the state fight, corporate welfare, a government education system that does not serve the children to the degree that it should, transparency in government, uh, lobbying by our own government against um, the interest of Tennessee voters, especially many of whom elect leadership in Republican primaries. And so we are glad to have her on our side. We are glad to have her on this interview. Tori, welcome to the program. Brandon, thanks for having me. I'm glad to be here. Glad to talk about fighting for freedom. Excellent. So you know, we recently wrote this story about lobbying in general that corporations spend about $450,000 per legislator. There are only about 133 of them um, on lobbyists, just lobbyists who are forever uh, in the ear of our representatives, kind of like on Game of Thrones and in uh, Lord of the Rings, like the guy that just whispers into the king's ear until he's just old and crazy. Um, similar to that, uh, why do they spend so much money on that, and what do they get for it? Well, two things. Uh, they are spending so much money for access and for influence, and I've said it many times before, victory goes to those who show up. And we have what should be a citizen legislature, and it's oftentimes AFP and a handful of other folks that are there actually representing the taxpayers. Everyone else within the lobbying forces, they are there to represent the business interests or whoever they're contracted to represent. So they are buying access and they are buying influence. The good news is, as a Tennessee taxpayer and a constituent for many of these lawmakers, if you just show up you can have that same level of influence that many of these high-paid lobbyists do. So let's talk about the connection briefly before we get into some of this other stuff. Uh, there's this weird connection between when lawmakers do what corporate lobbyists ask and then when the PACs that represent those corporate lobbyists, and many of them have direct contacts, and many of them have tangential uh, contacts, there's this money that magically shows up in what's called political action committees or PACs. Um, what goes on with that? Um, you know, I know they recently passed the uh, incumbent protection bill to make sure that organizations like yours could not even mention the name uh, or show the face of a candidate. But yet this goes on, which is obviously very suspect. I wouldn't say it's suspect. I'd say it's just obviously buying influence. Talk about some of the things that you've seen related to that connection to the degree that you can, if you can. Well, you know, I'll tell you, AFP, we have our own PAC, Americans for Prosperity Action, and how we engage is different from how most PACs engage. Most PACs will bundle together money from all of their clients. Some lobbyists even do this, and they have their own PAC. They bundle money from their clients, and then they give that money to elected officials in the form of campaign contributions. 
when AFP decides to endorse someone or engage, uh, we operate outside of anything. Our PAC operates outside of anything that that candidate does. We don't have any communication with them whatsoever. However, you know, when we engage, we don't give money to candidates, but we will knock doors. We will make phone calls. We will send mail and digital and all the other things. It's like we're running a campaign that's separate from that candidate or political um, politician or lawmakers campaign. So that's about the extent to which I've seen it because I don't really get involved in the money side. And I, I do believe that, you know, you should be able to freely associate with whomever uh, and, and political contributions. That is one of your First Amendment protected rights because you don't want people publishing lists of donors to no matter what cause it is. You don't want donors being outed like that. We've seen with the cancel culture and woke America, the last thing you want to do is um, unveil people's political um, alliances. Well, it is unusual that you know Republicans are supposed to be the party of free speech. And over the last year or so, I've watched conservative voices be canceled. I've watched uh, bylaws be used to uh, disenfranchise people. We have watched our own leadership uh, try to censor primarily conservative groups. It is a strange thing in a conservative state. Uh, government agencies uh, do a lot of lobbying up in Nashville at taxpayer expense. Are they subject to the same transparency that corporations and private lobbyists are, or did they get to avoid all that? Uh, it depends on which kind of government lobbyists they are. So if you're talking about legislative liaisons that lobby for the different departments or for the governor's office, their salary is published online. Anybody can go online to opentennessee.gov and see what those individuals make. However, when you're talking about these different associations, the Tennessee Municipal League, uh, the Tennessee School Board Association, any kind of association where taxpayer funds are used to purchase and pay for contract lobbyists, that information is basically published in a range. Taxpayers have no idea what they're getting for their money, what those individuals are advocating for. And oftentimes, unfortunately, since there's no transparency or accountability, uh, those individuals that are taxpayer funded lobbyists are actually working against the best interest of taxpayers. Now, we had some legislation that would have gotten some transparency on these things, which seems like a very good thing and probably seems more necessary and urgent than silencing conservative groups. You know, the 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 censorship legislation sailed through, was applauded. Yet the one that would even address or begin to address transparency and government lobbying against its own citizens, how did that how did that legislation fare? Well, it didn't fare very well because I don't believe we got a second or we're going to have a second so that we were not a, a second, meaning that they were going to actually hear, give the bill a fair hearing. Um, so while we jumped through all the hoops to get the amendment just right to make sure that there were not any unintended consequences, uh, we didn't really get a fair hearing on it. So uh, and also the entire the Tennessee Lobbyist Association came out against the bill and they asked for every contract lobbyist because so many contract lobbyists lobby on behalf of the government and the taxpayers well lobby are paid by the government and taxpayers they don't really lobby on their behalf uh they all worked against it so it was a it met a quick demise but we are hoping that we can still bring more transparency and thus accountability to the state legislature in the upcoming year well one more question before we start talking about 
citizen lobbyist and the fact that you can go up there and do this and that it's not that hard and you can make a big impact uh, for your local community with your and especially with your own legislature. Can those who serve the taxpayers as elected officials uh, cash in on their influence to lobby their former their former colleagues and are relatives of lawmakers allowed to lobby the legislature and their own relatives? Short answer is yes and yes. You know, um, I believe there's a one year, if not two year window that a former lawmaker has to sit out. Um, but that that's the extent of it. And oftentimes they are uh, a liaison for an association where they do all the lobbying, not in the name of lobbying and don't register as a lobbyist. So uh, there's ways around that. And we see that happen rather frequently. And I mean, we've seen even in the recent deal where they gave $500 million to the Titan Stadium uh, in corporate welfare that the, the primary lobbyist was, I believe, the wife of the finance chairman. So he didn't vote on that piece of legislation, which I think was a good call for him individually not to vote on that piece of legislation in committee. But uh, yeah, they very much, as long as they disclose who those individuals are, they can lobby them and they do. Well, that is amazing. You would think of all the things that were going to be addressed, uh, that some of these very obvious ones would be, uh, but we haven't. We appreciate your help here at the Tennessee Conservative. Do help us support our work. This is going to be the shortest support pitch ever. The Tennessee Conservative, you can mail us checks. We've got a couple. We've got a couple this week uh, to East 27th Street. 1523 East 27th Street, Chattanooga, Tennessee, 37404. But for most of you, you will simply go to Tennessee Conservative News slash support, and you will give via credit card, hopefully make it a recurring donation. We could use it. And when you do, we will send you one of these Don't California My Tennessee bumper stickers. We will also send you this Proud Tennessee Conservative bumper sticker and a directory of all your state and officials up there in Nashville. And finally the proud Tennessee conservative tumbler. Now listen, I know Joe Biden's got gas prices through the roof, inflation is bad, but buddy, if we don't fight now, there won't be anywhere to fight. Where are we gonna go if we don't, if, if we give up Tennessee? Where's another more conservative state that's better to live in? I don't know of one. Well, guess what's part of fighting? It's having a conservative news source in our state that actually tells you the truth and is exclusively and only focused on the volunteer state. And as it turns out, I happen to be the only one, the only freaking one. And people complain about not having one, but yet they don't give. Now, listen, I know that prices are high for gas and everything else, and you may not be able to afford a trip. But let me send you on a quick little trip right now. And it's very free. It's very free. It's called a guilt trip. Guilt trip. Better than a vacation at least for Tennessee. Right now, less than 5% of donors have ever given to our publication a red cent. Guys, you wonder why conservative organizations are underfunded. If you're in that 95%, next time you wonder why things aren't different, just walk up to a mirror and look in it. It takes everybody pulling together. Liberals give liberally. Conservatives give conservatively, and it's part of the problem. Go to TennesseeConservativeNews.com slash support. Don't be in that 95%. It is an embarrassing place to be, and you are in poor company. And so if we look at the fact that government often doesn't have the best interest of its citizenry at heart, if we look at 
the almost half a million dollars that's being poured into lobbying from primarily left-leaning corporations, if we see that so many of our legislators uh, go back to be a part of the swamp to earn their living, then it begs the question, uh, how in, more important is it that our own citizens, that our own uh, – for the for my case, I know that you're a, a nonpartisan organization, but as somebody that publishes a conservative publication that Republican primary voters go up and lobby their own representatives, uh, talk about citizen lobbyists. Talk about how yeah. easy it is for people to go to Nashville to speak to their state reps, to speak to their state senators, and bring issues to them that really matter. What is it? Uh, what does it mean? And what are the qualifications for it? What do you have to do to do it? Well, uh, I'll start with the easy parts, right? So we have a pretty easy website to navigate. It's uh, capital, C-A-P-I-T-O-L dot T-N dot gov. And you can see who your state legislators are. Uh, you can see the bills that they filed. You can see how that bill is progressing and watch videos. You can watch videos live even. So there's a lot you can do from home. But as I've said many times, victory goes to those who show up. And so your absence and your silence often sounds like a consent to lawmakers, especially as conservative voters. If you're not showing up, if you're not interacting with them, um, they think all they're hearing from are these left of center organizations that maybe don't have your best interests at heart. So it's really important to be active and engaged. At Americans for Prosperity, we help to empower and educate people to, to make a difference in those policies that are gonna affect their local communities and our country as a whole. And so part of what we're doing in this off cycle is we're do, hosting a series of citizen lobbyist trainings. And that really helps people understand how to navigate the legislature how to uh, understand the bill tracking process, how the bills work through the committees. Um, you know, it's, it's something that can be taught in a few hours, but it's really just a matter of you setting aside the time to make a difference with your local lawmakers. So you've got a training coming up. We're going to talk about that at the end. I'd recommend that people go do that if you're especially for a conservative activist or just a concerned citizen in Tennessee. But one thing that I think people may have a concern about is simply like, what's the day like? You learn how all this stuff works. You figure it out, and then you've got to go physically show up and do the thing, okay? Uh, now, you're not going to be in a $10,000 Armani suit like the corporate lobbyists, uh, nor are you going to be handing out $200 of bourbon or uh, having to take these people out to dinner all night and tell them how awesome they are and that they'll be the next governor. However, you will still have to physically show up, uh, and that's intimidating, especially when everybody there is in their suits and in their offices, and they've been elected, and they are somebody, but you're just Joe Blow citizen. So what's it like? Talk, walk me through a day of being a citizen lobbyist up there, because I may go up there with you. Uh, I don't know. I'm going to try to go. I'm going up to the Capitol at some point. Uh, hermit task as I am. I'm going to go up there. I'm sure I will be ticker, uh, ticker tape parade will be awaiting me because <laughs> I love our coverage here at the Tennessee Conservative at the legislature, but talk about a day, a day in the life of a citizen lobbyist. You go up there to uh, speak to your representatives. What can people expect? So uh, a typical day, I would say is a Tuesday, right? Tuesdays and Wednesdays tend to be committee days. Those are our busiest days while we are at the legislature. Oftentimes what we do is we set up a series of meetings um, either the week before or the coming days before to pack our schedule out. Usually they're about 15 minute meetings 
and we attend the different committee hearings. If you're a citizen lobbyist and you haven't done this before, one, know that AFP is a resource and we're more than happy to bring you with us, let you shadow us and show you it's not as scary as you think it might be. Yes, you're gonna have to pay $26.50 for parking at the closest lot to the Cordell Hall building where all the legislation happens, um, but we can also help solve for that by carpooling with individuals. So you get up there, early bird gets the worm. We prefer to get there early. Um, there's a lot of lawmakers that have their lunch or breakfast in the cafeteria. So it's a good time to meet with other partners, talk to lawmakers as they're getting their breakfast. Um, and then that's when the committee day starts. So depending on what kind of bills you're tracking, uh, that oftentimes will either be a subcommittee or a committee happening that day. You'll want to watch that. You can't always see from the video the things that go on in the committee. And so that's one of the big differences about being up there and being in person. Um, we're working on a few other things to really make it more transparent so that you as the individual, you as the citizen lobbyist, will be able to track these things more. Simple things like having all the votes on the record in the House committees and having all of the bills and amendments posted online for public review before they are voted on. Uh, that unfortunately is not the case right now. So that is another issue that we're working on as we're heading into the next legislative session to fix that for all the people that want to be citizen lobbyists and want to engage uh, in, a, in a different way with us. I also want to make one pitch for our Day on the Hill, which will be January 31st. We have set a big goal of training up and bringing 300 citizen lobbyists with us that day. So I am issuing the challenge to anyone that even wants to be kind of involved to take that day off to spend some time with us doing the citizen lobbyist training between here and January 31st, and then to come meet with your legislators. If you're signed up with us, we will set the appointments for you and we will make sure that you talk to your lawmakers, because the one good thing that is for being a citizen lobbyist, despite all the corporate lobbyists and all the influence and everything else out there. If you show up to your state representative or your state senator's office and you say, I'm a constituent and I would like to meet with representative so-and-so, almost always, if that member has any time on their schedule, they will bump any regular lobbyist to talk to an actual person from their district that is there to talk about an issue they care about. Well, of course, they live in the hallway. So, I mean, <laughs> they see them every day, two or three times a day. And so you know, why not? So I would encourage all guys, listen, <clears throat> one thing, and I'm going to be hosting a candidate training in the spring for people running for office, because we could have gotten a few more conservatives across the finish line had they not um, maybe taken some bad, bad advice or, or been equipped to do things or been connected to the correct uh, vendors or had good strategies. As an activist, it's equally important that you spend your time, energy, and effort where it makes the most impact. And while it is so great to communicate and share information online, because that you know light is a powerful disinfectant uh, for people trying to do things that they hope nobody knows anything about, there are certain things that you get more mileage out of. And what Tori is talking about, physically showing up with people, going up to the Capitol, getting outside of your comfort zone – if you feel like you don't have a whole lot of influence, if you feel like uh, you have been disenfranchised or that government in Tennessee is not going the way you want it to, or it could, because there's no, there's no place else to run, not another nation, not another state for conservatives, I would highly recommend that you get up there, that you go through this training, 
and that you get out of your comfort zone and physically go to the capital where you can have influence. You can't go and meet with the majority leader in Washington. You can't probably go and meet with your congressman or probably even your United States senator without a lot of work, but you can make a big difference, and you will get a bigger return on investment for your time in state government. So talk about when the training is going to be. We're going to post some links uh, to this in the comments section and in the emails uh, and the show notes in the podcast and wherever this will show up on social media. Jason will take care of that dutifully. Uh, what's it going to be like? Where is it going to be? What can people expect? So we're having our citizen lobbyist training. I believe it's from 5 to 7.30 in Cookville on October 22nd. That is a Saturday because we realize people work. So it's a Saturday. We'll provide dinner. There's no cost to you other than your time and effort to get to Cookville. And if Cookville's just too far away, even if you click on the link, you can contact the event organizer. That's somebody on my team. And if you can get a group of at least 20 or 30 people together, we will come and teach this class to your group of people as long as you commit to coming to the Capitol with us at least once, because what good is all of this knowledge if you don't put it to use? So that's the that's the ask there to join us for a citizen lobbyist class October 22nd in Cookville. And if that day or that location does not work for you, reach out on the contact us part in the event link that will be shared um, and let us know what part of the state you're in, how many people you think you can get. And like, let's get it scheduled because I really want to have 300 people joining us at the very beginning of the legislature and calling for more transparency. It doesn't matter what your conservative issue is or what your issue is at all. Transparency benefits all of us and there can be no accountability without transparency. So October 22nd in Cookville, reach out. If that day doesn't work, let's get another one scheduled. We, we can do quite a few between now and January 31st. And uh, we would very much like for you all to start joining us on a regular basis on the Hill. So guys, listen, <clears throat> there are not many organizations out there of any significant means uh, with any significant voice in our state advocating for you, the taxpayer. There just aren't many. AFP is one of them. There are a handful of us. Um, the rest are primarily left-leaning corporatists trade associations, groups, the government itself, and we all know the direction that that ultimately takes because we have seen the future in left-leaning states. We've seen the future in our own federal government. If we do not want their future to become ours, we have to be engaged, and AFP is a great organization to be engaged with. I would highly recommend that you do this. Uh, we need more and more folks uh, to, to wake up. Now, if the last two years didn't wake up, if you're starting to fall asleep, uh, prevention is is better than cure. Uh, let's get up there. Uh, Tori, thank you so much for the work you do. You've been at it a good while. You are a continual and perennial source of information for our publication because of your experience. Uh, we enjoyed having you on the program. We hope to have you here again. Thank you, Brandon. I appreciate you having me on. All right, guys, if you enjoyed this interview and you would like to see, hear, and read more of it, go to TennesseeConservativeNews.com, subscribe to our newsletter, or search for Tennessee Conservative anywhere you get your podcast. Leave us a five-star review. It really helps. Until next time, I'm Brandon Lewis, signing off.